This is the Not Another Wellness Module podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the very first episode of the Not Another Wellness Module podcast. I couldn't be more excited to be bringing this to you, and I'm so thankful that you've chosen to follow me on this journey. My name is Sam, and I'm a resident doctor, and I'm a little less than halfway through my residency training. Honestly, I didn't even think that I knew what a podcast was before going to medical school, so if you had told me even just a few months ago that I'd be hosting my own podcast, I would have thought you were out of your mind. It just was never something that was on my radar. It was never something that I thought I would ever do or even consider doing. So needless to say, I I now know what podcasts are, and I've seen how powerful that they can be in people's lives. I'll be talking a little bit more about that later in the episode and why I decided to make a podcast. But for now, after going through some of the things that I've been through in my life and in my relatively short career, I felt that there might be a need for a more public conversation about some issues that are pretty near and dear to my heart and that I also think impact a lot of other people that I know. So who am I? My name is Sam, like I mentioned earlier, and I'm a resident physician in diagnostic radiology. I'm originally from Idaho, so the Pacific Northwest. I did my undergraduate at Utah State University in Utah, and then I moved out to Virginia for medical school. I have a wonderful wife and two kids that keep me extremely busy when I'm outside of work. As you can imagine, my job takes up a pretty big part of my life, and I enjoy it, but you know, I have a lot of other hobbies that I like to do outside the hospital. I'm a big, I'm a big tennis player. I also am a huge car guy. Uh, I love playing video games, even though I'm not like that good at them. Uh, I recently actually got my wife to play some video games with me for the first time in almost 10 years of being married, and we played the game It Takes Two which was a ton of fun. And it was a super non-committal way to get your partner into playing video games with you. It was a lot of fun. So where does the name of the podcast come from? So if you're like me and you work in healthcare, we live in an incredibly corporatized American healthcare system. And somehow along the way, we decided that one of the best ways that we have to combat the struggles and everything that healthcare workers face is by assigning them these mandatory online wellness modules to help them learn about the signs and symptoms of things like burnout and how to address them. I think to someone who maybe has never worked in healthcare or maybe someone who works in like the C-suite of a hospital, giving your workers some sort of slick online training module that everyone's required to take seems like a perfect solution to this omnipresent burnout problem that everybody deals with. And in a way, I feel like it also kind of absolves them of a little bit of guilt when healthcare workers face these burnout issues because, hey, we brought it to your attention through our little online wellness module, so now it's kind of up to you to figure out the rest. The problem, though, is that everyone universally hates them. These wellness modules come across as being like incredibly disingenuous. They eat into your free time. And most of all, they just don't work like at all. Healthcare worker burnout is at an all time high. You have physicians, nurses, pharmacists, dietitians, everyone just seems to be leaving the field of healthcare in droves. And that only makes the problem worse for those who decide to stay. And I think, you know, Most of all, it seems like the people that I work with, they just feel like they don't have a voice that understands them. All they really have to turn to when they are experiencing burnout is some wellness module or an email that's buried in an inbox from like five months ago with a number to a support line that you can call usually during business hours to help you figure out what's going on. Bear in mind, I'm kind of also speaking in general terms, like there's a wide spectrum of places that place varying degrees of importance on wellness. 
And honestly, I really do feel pretty fortunate to be a part of a residency program that really does seem to value resident wellness. We have access to what I think are probably more resources than your average program, and they are often available 24 hours a day and seven days a week. The problem, though, is that burnout is still present. Also, I mean, I've been a part of institutions in years past that don't place as much of an emphasis on these issues, and I have family and good friends who work at some of these places, and Unfortunately, people just suffer as a result, not just the workers, but patients as well. So that brings us to the purpose of the podcast. Why am I doing this? Ultimately, you know, my whole goal is I want to be able to help physicians and other professionals that are in and out of healthcare to learn how to thrive in the face of really high demand careers. I think it's also important that we make wellness and mental well-being a little bit more approachable by having some really raw, honest conversations with real people and learn how maybe they've overcome some professional adversity or talk to maybe people who are on the path to just finding their own solutions so they can live a more purpose-driven, satisfying, and really ultimately happier life. But I also want to bring this to you guys in a convenient, digestible format. I don't want to take up any more of your own valuable free time. I want this to be something that you can listen to passively on your way to or from work or, you know, so that way you don't feel like you're eating into your time away from work. Lastly, you know, I really want to help foster emotional intelligence so that you can help to develop and maintain relationships both in and out of your stressful careers. I interact with incredibly academically gifted individuals on a daily basis every day who have dedicated their entire lives to excelling in and advancing the field that they chose to study. But I've also had a lot of interactions with some of these same people who I honestly don't really think through any fault of their own, just haven't really had the opportunity to foster the same degree of emotional intelligence, which can cause a lot of friction and sometimes some isolation in their own jobs which I only think further adds to some of the symptoms of burnout that we feel. Now, a concern that I had when I was deciding whether or not I wanted to embark on this podcasting journey is, you know, do I have any authority to be talking to you about these things? And the answer is no. So I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a life coach. I'm, I'm nothing like that. I don't have any extra initials behind my name that give me any authority to talk with you like I have answers to your problems. I'm a physician, I'm still in training, but I'm someone who sees a need for change in an area that is really, really hard to talk about. And it's a really polarizing aspect of the lives of so many professionals, both in and out of medicine. And also for those who are in medicine and who are aware of radiology, I feel like a lot of people you know, don't typically think of radiology as being very patient forward. But, you know, despite that, I really genuinely enjoy working with people. And I have a ton of experience, both good and bad, with interacting with patients or other healthcare providers or just any other successful professional in general. And I think that radiology is sometimes stereotypically viewed by those not in the field as being somehow maybe less demanding from an hour's perspective or that maybe radiologists are somehow less susceptible to burnout or just organically have a good work-life balance. But I've met people from every specialty who are experiencing burnout in all of its forms. So there, there really are no specialties in medicine that are immune to burnout. So when you take the job as a physician or really as any healthcare worker who's charged with taking care of sick patients, your default, you're in a demanding role. I don't think that we need to compare degrees of trauma. I think we're all playing on the same team. And I wanted to share a little bit of my own 
personal experience with wellness and burnout because it's a personal topic that really is important to me. So like I mentioned before, I went to medical school in Virginia where I attended a really very small medical school as our graduating class only had 42 people in it. And, you know, I felt like right off the bat that there were a lot of things that just isolated me from my peers. So I was the only one in my class that had kids. There was only one other kid in my class who was even married and his wife lived in a different state so that she could finish her medical training. And there were just a lot of other kind of social things that I felt like really isolated me from my peers. Like I didn't drink. Uh, I usually went home after you know school to relieve my wife and to see my kids and on and on. But I, and I think that my experience in medical school kind of laid the foundation for my future burnout because I told myself that, you know, if I can make it through medical school alone, meaning, you know, without forming any deep relationships with any of my classmates, and I was still able to go home and support my wife and my kids, like clearly I must just be built different or something. Like I must just be immune to burnout. We'll find out later that just totally was not the case. But as I went through medical school, you know, I was shopping around looking for for careers to to choose and I ultimately settled on choosing radiology as a career. You know, from the outside it seemed like it must be a pretty cushy job, good money. You got to work in a quiet dark room, you got a cool computer. It just seemed like a good fit for me. So, you know, I finished medical school and, you know, with sparing you some of the details, I definitely had plenty of bumps along the way. But ultimately I made it through without feeling a crippling burden of burnout. But I still had to do residency, as everybody knows, and you know I had to take everything that I learned as a med student and learn to help real patients uh, in somewhat of a controlled environment during residency. So for those of you who may not know, you know, going into radiology, you have to do an intern year in something, whether it be general medicine or general surgery, before you're allowed to start your your radiology training. For better or for worse, I chose the path somewhat less traveled for a future radiology resident, and I chose to do an intern year in surgery. And it was definitely as advertised. I mean, I worked a lot of long hours. I saw some really incredible things, both good and bad. And I slept like very, very little. But even still, I managed to make it through again, kind of more or less unscathed from a burnout perspective. I remember telling myself, man, I can do anything for a year. And it pushed me for sure. But I made it through again, more or less unscathed. And I remember during that year, I had a ton of interactions with really some wonderful, incredible people, but also some experiences that were a lot less than wonderful and some people that were probably actively experiencing burnout. And I remember seeing, you know, good examples of people who were coping through their training really well and seemed really well adjusted and people who were really not. And I don't really remember in the moment reflecting too much on it. I just, you know, it was more of just passive observations that I was making at the time. Fast forward, you know, I finished my intern year and it was time to move away for radiology residency. And over the course of the next year, starting literally on the day of our move, it seemed like my family and I encountered like an absurd amount of bad luck. We're talking things like, you know, both of our cars breaking down. My wife lost her diamond on her wedding ring the same day that we were moving. Uh, in a separate incident, my tires exploded on the side of the road and I almost crashed. Our fridge broke down. We were fridgeless for a month. Uh, we weren't able to get into our house on time, so we were homeless for a little while. Our kids were sick every day, it seems like, for nine months straight. And we just had all these other financial catastrophes that we just weren't prepared for because we had just finished school. It just felt like we just couldn't catch a break. And I remember over time, as this 
as the months wore on and as things just kept getting seemingly worse and worse, it got to the point where I felt like I could reliably, consistently count on bad things happening or things just not going the way that I planned them. I felt like I could count on disappointment and frustration in like my everyday life more than I could count on pretty much anything else. And as the months wore on, that really started to wear on me. I feel like I started to become a different person. I was, you know, more sullen. I was quiet. I was really snappy at my kids and with my wife and my family when I would talk to them on the phone. And I carried on like this for a while until finally my wife and I decided it was probably time that I take a, a little bit of some time away from work. Maybe I'd take a long weekend and use some of those very precious vacation days. You know, for those of you who don't know, residents get very little vacation compared to the amount that they work. And so we had to plan several weeks in advance to have this whole thing set up. And we you know, had it planned so that my brother and my sister-in-law would even come into town and they could even take our kids overnight for a little bit of time so my wife and I could have a kid-free night and it was going to be great. But I just remember feeling like something's going to go wrong. Like I could just feel it in my bones. And I remember thinking in the back of my head, you know, if this doesn't go my way. You know, I've spent so much time planning and everything and it just, I need this one little thing that if it doesn't go my way, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I was almost like pre-traumatizing myself for something that could potentially happen. So the weekend finally comes, my brother and sister-in-law get there and everything seemed to be going as planned, but sure enough, just as I thought might happen, we had a hitch in our plans that wasn't one of the many scenarios that we had planned for. And as a result, my wife and I didn't get our wonderful weekend away from our kids. We only got a really very truncated date night. I just remember I just had a feeling something was going to happen, and it did. The next day, we were on our way to go and pick up our kids from my brother and sister-in-laws, and I just I could not control my emotions. I remember being in the car on the way, and I just snapped, and I like started unloading all of my feelings onto my wife on the drive. And I said a lot of unsavory things about how everything in my life is terrible and nothing ever goes according to plan. My life is shit and this and this and that. And it was just, I was on a rampage. And if you're like me, you know, just at baseline, I tend to be someone who is a piler, meaning, you know, when one thing goes wrong, it's also the thing that goes wrong from last week and two days ago and last month. And before long, I've worked myself up into this, you know, fit where I feel like I've, you know, I start saying things like I've been a, you know, a slave to the exploitative healthcare system for years and on and on and on. And I, I tend to just pile. But, you know, getting back to the moment, I remember my emotions were so all consuming that I even realized in the moment that I was acting totally out of character, but I just couldn't control my emotions. And the sad thing is, like, I still got that four-day weekend. I still got a little bit of time with my wife. It wasn't as much time as we'd planned for, but I got time away from work, and I got to see my kids and do things that I wanted to do. I couldn't even think about that stuff. I couldn't get over that my family, as you know, well-intentioned as they were, messed up my plans. And I just stayed angry. And it was getting to the point that over the coming days, it really was negatively affecting my ability to interact with my family and my friends. And so I remember, you know, a few days later, I was having a talk with my wife one night, again, venting about all these injustices that seemed to be placed on me and my family. And I finally, at one point, just threw my hands up in the air and I said, maybe I'm the problem. Like maybe I'm setting all these expectations way too high and I'm setting myself up for disappointment and on and on and on. 
And at the end, she let me finish my thought and she looked at me and she just kind of said, you know, I, I honestly, I think you might be right. Like there's something going on and we really need to figure out what's going on. And I remember when she said that, it was just the very last thing that I wanted to hear in that moment. But at the same time, I think deep down, I knew she was probably right. It turns out I was a really big part of the problem. I had somehow along the way lost my ability to cope with in, you know, in a healthy way that allowed me to voice my frustrations and feel my feelings, which are normal, without it negatively affecting the healthy relationships that I developed over the years. And again, you know, before anyone accuses my wife of gaslighting me, think about it from her perspective. She had a previously seemingly pretty well-adjusted husband who was able to cope really well with all the stuff that he was doing. And she was also going through a lot of the same stuff that I was going through. And she was able to make it through okay. All she saw was her husband who was digging this deeper and deeper hole of frustration and disappointment and anger. And she just couldn't seem to understand what had happened. I feel like that talk that night was kind of a turning point for me because I realized that I needed to get some help and I needed to get it fast. And one thing that I realized as well is that when you're in the middle of what I'm going to call, you know, an acute burnout crisis and you realize that you need help in the moment now, it is not easy to remember all of those stupid wellness modules that your hospital so graciously provides you with. I don't want to look for a phone number that's buried in some email that's sent like five months ago to try and call with help for burnout. I did. So I did what a lot of other people do. And I turned to the internet. I turned to Google to see if I could find some resource or something to help to ease the pain a little bit. And, you know, I found some kind of generic self-help resources, but I didn't find a lot of good, relatable information from someone who I felt really got me, someone who understood me. And it was only after I had really ex consciously experienced my first real encounter with burnout that I realized, man, we need something better than what we currently have. Now, since that time, you know, my wife and I have done a lot more talking about my own well-being, and she's really helped me to find some healthier ways to cope. And my wife really is an incredible counselor. She knows what I'm going through. She understands and she lived through so much of these, you know, kind of baseline systemic injustices that come from mes medical residency training. She really does get me. She's been such a huge source of inspiration that I really just can't convey to you through a single episode of a podcast. But I also know that not everybody has someone like this in their life, or maybe they thought they did, and maybe over time they felt kind of let down or abandoned by those people that they thought they could count on. Now, like I mentioned before, I'm a child of the internet, right? So in my travels, I occasionally use Reddit, and I'm a part of the residency subreddit page. And if you spend enough time there, you're going to come across posts really on a daily basis from people in residency who are also likely experiencing some form of acute burnout crisis. And again, passively over the years, I've remembered feeling like, man, there should probably be some better resources out there for people uh, to turn to instead of having to go to Reddit for advice. Because if any of you spend any time there, you know Reddit's probably a pretty unforgiving place to seek any kind of solace in your misery. I actually had a conversation with someone recently who's in a pretty similar life situation to me, who's also experiencing a lot of the same symptoms of burnout that I've been through. And he told me, he said, my wife mentioned to me that she thinks I'd probably benefit from seeing a therapist, but with what time? Like I have a wife and two kids and I'm gone all the time. I feel like I barely have time to see them, let alone do anything for me. 
And so, you know, all of these things have been swirling around in my head. And I think, you know, those things really sparked my interest in developing something for those who are in a similar position to me, who feel like they need to be heard and they need some kind of encouragement to learn how to thrive again. Now, again, like I said before, I'm not going to tell you that I have it all figured out. This podcast can't take away from some of the systemic issues that, at least in the case of residency training, really need to be addressed from a policy standpoint. But I want to provide a resource for those who are struggling to cope with these really high career and life demands to hopefully find some inspiration and some ways to build some resilience and emotional intelligence. I think most importantly, though, I've learned that my free time is more precious than gold. And I want to do my very best to protect that for you. So I don't want to assign you another wellness module. I want this to be something that you can participate in passively. But honestly, if enough interest is there, I would love to see this project evolve into more of a community-driven effort to help address topics that aren't being addressed adequately by the corporate Ivy Tower wellness initiatives and modules at your job. So what can you expect over some of the coming episodes? So my plan is I want to have a mix of episodes that are just maybe myself talking about some things that are important to me, or maybe some commonly encountered roadblocks to wellness, as well as, you know, I also want to have some guests on the podcast and have conversations with them about how they've overcome some of their tough times at work. You're going to see me learning right alongside you. Like I mentioned, I don't claim to have all the answers to achieving professional Zen, but I will be sharing some of my ideas and experiences with you that have helped me over the years. Just remember, though, that my opinions are just that. They're opinions, and they're subject to change as I encounter new perspectives, especially from individuals like you. So if you have ideas on things that you'd like to have a conversation about on the podcast, let me know, and I'll see if I can make it happen. I'd love to see this turn into a community where we can help each other to heal a little bit from our own healthcare and professional trauma. Lastly, before I forget, if no one else has told you yet today, thank you for what you do. You are doing great things in a highly demanding profession. You all have been blessed with intelligence and the drive to excel, and you already have, and you're going to continue to impact people's lives for years to come. So please keep up the wonderful work. We're in this together and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. This has been the Not Another Wellness Module podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.